Hi again. Welcome to this next episode of the Three Worlds Podcast, Series 4. And this episode is a little bit different. Um, back in 2010, uh, Faith and I, Faith Knowlton and I, were visited by Elliot Cowan, um, the man who was very much involved with plant spirit medicine. Now, Elliot passed away, passed into spirit back in March of 2022, um, earlier this year, as I'm recording this in 2022. But like I say, in 2010, he came to see us because he was teaching in Britain and he was staying in Wales and we spent a, a pleasant afternoon with him and we arranged to go to where he was staying and do an interview with him, which was published in Sacred Hoop magazine. And so we went and it was a, a, a July or August day and it was warm and it was sunny and it was windy. And we sat in the garden of the house that he was staying in, in a little Pembrokeshire village called Brynberian. And um, like I say, it was windy and we had a fire lit outside. Grandfather fire was there and there were wind chimes, bamboo wind chimes in, in the tree and a big ash tree that was rustling its leaves in the wind and sheep in the fields around us and a road not very far away. So there's the odd little bit of traffic. And Faith and I did an interview with him while we sat and, and fed the fire and just generally talked. And it was a very pleasant afternoon. And at the end of the interview, I asked Elliot if it would be OK to use the recording in a podcast. And he said, sure, yeah, go ahead. And uh, and I never did. So given the fact that he passed into spirit back in March of this year, uh, it feels like it would be a nice time to to air the recording. Um, now, it was a very long recording, so this isn't all of it by any means. He went on from the end of this to talk about working with teacher plants. Um, so that perhaps will appear in a different episode. But this is this is sort of half an hour of the edited conversation that we all had while the fire crackled and the sheep bleated. And he's working with plant spirits in much the same way that core shamanic practitioners work with animal spirits. He was journeying to the plant spirits to work with these spirits as teachers, as helpers, as helper spirits. So it's an interesting conversation. I hope you enjoy it. So here is that sunny, I think it was August, that sunny August garden from 12 years ago. All right, whenever you're ready to prime the oh, pump with okay. some questions. All right. So have you any kind of burning issues, so to speak? Or? Oh, yeah, I'll give a couple of uh, anecdotes. And, uh, the first one, well, it starts in the plant spirit medicine class. And uh, we had just done one of these plant studies that I spoke about earlier, where we spent a good deal of time outdoors, mm. sitting with the plant, drawing it, tasting it, smelling it, seeing how it relates to the 
soil and the other elements and the plant, other plants and the animals and mm. so forth. Mm. Just letting the plant work on us in every possible way. And then we came indoors, we did a journey to meet the spirit of the plant, and then we sat around and um, shared um, you know, what our experiences were. And uh, as very often happens, although not always, there was a uh, high degree of uh, unanimity in uh, people's experience of the medicine. Mm-hmm. What, there was one, one person in the class He's a medical doctor, actually, who shared, and you know, what he was saying sort of fit in with everybody else, and so on and so forth. But he said, you know, Elliot, there's one aspect of this that um, somehow I don't know what to make of it. I'm not sure if it fits. I'm not sure what it's all about. But I know it's important because the uh, <coughs> the spirit of the plant kept on repeating this over and over, and mm. it, to emphasize its importance. I said, well. Okay, well, tell us what it was. Maybe we can see what that's all about. So he said, well, the plant spirit said, um, don't look down, look up. Always look up, don't look down. Mm-hmm. Don't look down, look up. And I kept on repeating this. What does that have to do with what we've been talking about? And I said, well, you know, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way this seems to work, you know, just sort of let it cook for a while Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that uh, at some point there'll be some sort of synchronicity that'll show up that'll give you the key to what that's all about so he said okay so um, uh, our next session of the class was a few weeks or months later I can't remember now but anyway we gathered around at a little opening circle and right away he rose and raised his hand yes what is it he said uh, well Remember I told you about my journey with this plant and what the plant said? And I said, yes. He says, well, I know what it means now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've used this medicine uh, with somebody uh, three times. And, uh, and I said, oh, well, tell us. You know, I'm just going to give a little caveat here. Since that time, I've instituted uh, an agreement with my students that uh, they don't actually start practicing the medicine until they get the whole picture. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I hadn't made that stipulation. So, um, and he was a medical doctor. He was treating this woman. He was also an acupuncturist and treating her with acupuncture, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he said, well, so this person came in. I've been treating her for a while. I really haven't been getting anywhere with her. She's got this long list of complaints, and he mentioned what they were. I don't remember the details right now. But... Um, you know, I was listening to what she was saying, and it just seemed like she was the perfect person for the medicine of that plant we were studying mm-hmm. last time. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, well, we're going to do things a little different today. I'm not going to stick needles into you. I'm just going to do this. So uh, the plant that we had been studying was willow. Mm. So he delivered the plant medicine to her, and... Um, she said, he said, funny thing happened. She says, the first thing that happened is that uh, after I was done, um, she said, what was that wonderful? What did you just do? Mm-hmm. What was that wonderful medicine? And then her head swiveled a little around, and I have a potted willow 
growing on my windowsill. Mm -hmm. She said, and what is that plant? <laughs> I just love that plant. What is it? <laughs> and he said, well, um, he said, well, uh, I'll tell you about it later. But uh, he had taken her pulses, which is something that we work a lot with the yeah. Chinese pulses. Yeah. Yeah. He said, it looks like you got a real good treatment. So we're just going to leave it like that. I'd like you to come back in a week and we'll see how you do. And we can talk more about it later. And she said, okay, well, what's that wonderful plant? Anyway, so she comes back a week later, and um, she says, uh, oh, doctor, what was that wonderful treatment, that wonderful medicine you gave me? And he says, well, why do you say it was so wonderful? And she starts listing, well, this is better, and that's better, and the other thing is getting better, and I'm so grateful. But, uh, you know, I haven't even told you the best thing yet. And he said, well, what could be better than that? She says, well, you know, since I've had that, since you gave me that, um, I realized that uh, something I hadn't really realized before. She, he says, what's that? She says, well, I realized that I've been kind of depressed all my life. And he says, really? And she says, yeah. But you know what? It's, she says, it's like I was going through my life looking down and seeing all the dirt and grime in life. But she said, from the minute I got off your table, I heard this voice inside me saying, don't look down, look up, look up, always look up. And she says, you know, I have. And instead of seeing the dirt and the filth, I've been seeing the light and the joy in life. And what was that wonderful medicine? And what is that beautiful plant on your window, <laughs> on your windowsill? So he told her. Mm. And he, you know, he told her the whole story. And he, when she came back the third time, she had written this. I wish I'd saved it, but anyway, she had written a beautiful poem thanking the spirit of Willow. Mm. But you know, I think the main point for me in that particular anecdote is that uh, you know her symptoms of the illness, which I don't even remember what they were right now. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure she appreciated the improvements there, mm. but she herself recognized that that wasn't the most important no. thing. The most important thing was that somehow this plant spirit had touched her spirit and brought her more alive. Mm. 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 So, uh, mm, good story. So, uh, you know, there are there are many stories of um, you know symptomatic improvements and so forth, but. That's that's what I really want to focus mm. on. And then I'll, I'll mention one more anecdote. So uh, this is a number of years after that first story, and uh, this is when I was living in Mexico. Mm -hmm. So I got a phone call from a friend of mine, which was unusual in itself because he had never called me before. And... Um, He's, I said, well, what's up? He said, well, I want to know if you could help out. I said, well, I'd happy to if I could. What's the, what's the deal? He said, well, it's about my father. And I said, well, what about your father? And he said, well, my father has terminal cancer. And uh, he's really in a bad way. He hasn't eaten for over a week. And he hasn't even drunk anything for a couple of days. And it's clear his time to go is very near. I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but what can I do to help? And he says, well, 
problem is he's uh, he's very agitated. He's very uh, it's like something in him is kind of at war and he's not letting go. Mm. And I'm thinking that maybe you could help him. Mm. I said, well, um, I'll certainly do my best. So it took his father lived in a nearby city. Went over to visit him. Of course, the family had to greet me and sit me down to a big meal first and everything. And then uh, we went into this back, dark back room where the father was lying. And uh, he was very emaciated. Mm. He couldn't have weighed more than 70 pounds in his wet diaper. <laughs> and he was uh, like lying there very inert. So we went into the room and uh, his son greeted him, you know, kissed on the cheek. and. He greeted his son back, and he looked suspiciously at me, the old mm -hmm. man did, mm -hmm. said, who's that? Now, this is very un-Mexican. <laughs> you know, they're very warm, especially in a family setting. Yeah. Anyway, he said, who's that? He says, well, that's my friend Elliot, Dad. Remember I said I was going to bring him over to see if he could help you? And he says, hmm. So um, I went over to greet him. And I extended my hand to shake his hand, and he just rolled over and stared at the wall. Mm. He wouldn't even talk to me. Mm. So, obviously, bedside manners weren't going to get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, without any saying anything, I just, you know, took one hand and then the other and listened carefully to the to the Chinese pulses, which is the way of tuning into what the life force is mm. doing. Mm. And what the pulses told me was that, the, well, his son was really quite accurate, that there is, he was, there is a way in which he was at war within himself. Mm. There's a aspect of each of us, whether we're a man or a woman, of course we have this male and female aspect to us, mm -hmm. and the design is that they support and reinforce each other, mm -hmm. and that's a, you know, the basis, so, like a foundation, mm -hmm. a piece of our, of our life. And um, what the pulses told me was that these two had pulled apart and were like fighting with each other mm -hmm. rather than cooperating with each other. So, again, without saying anything, I just called on a plant spirit that could help, I hoped, um, bring those two parts of him together. Mm. And uh, called on the spirit of the plant, asked it to come through my hands. I placed my hands on his chest, mm. kept him there for a short time. While my hands were there, he fell asleep. Mm -hmm. Now, he hadn't been sleeping either. Mm. So he fell asleep. And uh, so I sort of tiptoed out of the room, and I went home. And a couple of days later, I called uh, my friend back, and I said, well, how's your father doing? And he said, well, it's really amazing, Elliot. I want to thank you very much. I said, well, tell me the story. I said, well, after you left the other day, I stayed and waited. And he slept peacefully for about uh, three hours. Mm -hmm. And then he woke up and he called me into the room. And he said, um, I'm hungry. Make me a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> so I made him a milkshake. And he drank it down. And he said, I'm still hungry. And so he ate a big meal. Mm. And uh, after he finished the meal, 
And then he started calling in the family members one by one and making peace with them. Mm. Because this is another expression of the fight within himself. Mm. He had been angry and quarrelsome and, you know, just made all kinds of problems with everybody in the family. So he started making peace with everybody. So um, after that, he slept peacefully through the night. He got up the next morning, asked for breakfast, had a nice breakfast, and then asked for the rest of the family members to come in. He spent the rest of the day, you know, um, making peace with his family. Mm. Had a nice big dinner. He went to sleep that night and never woke up. Mm. So I don't know, maybe Western medicine wouldn't consider that a healing, but I should do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When do you say you, you put your hands to someone? Do you know what plant spirit of the ones that you work with you yes. want to be with yes. so to be helping you? Yes, that's an important part of the, at least the way we approach it. It's like... Uh, mm, well, what I tell people is that uh, in this way of working, we have a 50-50 deal with the plants. So um, our 50% of the deal as the healer is to mm, do everything that it takes for us to be able to look deeply into the mind and the spirit of the person and see what they need. That's a tall order. Yeah. But uh, well, that's that's our that's our half of the bargain. Yeah. Yeah. So we call on what the person needs, like in the case of the old man I just mentioned, okay. And uh, that's our fifty percent. The other fifty percent is actually doing the healing, and that the plant does. It's not like something we do or can do. So um, so yes. We're calling on a specific plant at a certain moment. Please help this person with... It's a kind of intention behind it. Yes, yes, mm. yes. yes. there's... Uh, mm. Well, it's... Um, again, it's, it's very much like um, calling on a human friend for help with, uh, mm. you know, like uh, if you've got a plumbing problem in your house, yeah. you're going to call on a friend who knows about plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And if you've got uh, problems with your, uh, I don't know what, your marriage, you're not necessarily going to call the plumber. So, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> what if the person with a marriage problem actually turns out the cause of it is the plumbing problem? You then go back and find, you ask another spirit well, to come and help. Well, that's always, that's part of our 50% of the deal. Mm. Because, you know, people inevitably, they come with, um, with uh, usually a list of symptomatic concerns, right? And, uh, you know, understandably, they think it's all about, well, take this away from me. Um, but from our standpoint, uh, we have to appreciate that, um, you know, whatever the symptom is, that's not really the thing. I mean, symptoms don't arise just out of nowhere. It's always a sign of a, an, an imbalance. And those imbalances for us Western people are at least 99.5% of the time have to do with something of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So our job is to 
look behind it and see what it is well like um, well I think I think you understand what I'm saying yeah. mm -hmm. so uh, then when we can see that well here's another example um, this is this is one that I'm just gonna make up to make the point okay so let's say a person comes in with a uh, very serious symptom, uh, a degenerative disease of the kidneys mm -hmm. called glomerular nephritis. Okay? Uh, so, again, this is something I'm just concocting for the sake of mm -hmm. making a point here. So, you know, at least from my approach, you know, if you go to a plant and say, uh, hey, plant, can you help this person with his gl glomerular nephritis? Well, the plant is not likely to know what the hell you're talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. On the other hand, if you can look into the person's situation, into their mind and their spirit, and see, you know, what this is really about, uh, you know, let's say uh, five years ago his beloved wife died, mm -hmm. and she was the sunshine of his life. Mm -hmm. She was what brought warmth and joy and laughter mm -hmm. and love into his life. Mm -hmm. And when she passed, it was like there was no more sunshine. Mm. And everything in his mind and in his spirit started becoming cold and damp. And uh, the way it showed up for this particular person was a kidney disease. Mm. Now, plant's not going to know what glomerular nephritis is, but if you go to a plant that has this particular relationship to that energy of fire, of sun, of warmth, of joy, and say, yeah. please, can you share that with him? Can you bring the laughter and the love and the warmth and the fire mm. back into this person's life? Mm. Well, you're talking the plant's language. Mm. Yeah. The plant says, sure, I'll do that. So the plant shares its fire medicine with that person. Mm -hmm and they begin to laugh again. The world begins to look bright and, and joyous to them again. And uh, they feel that warmth and that love again. And very often, as a byproduct of that, the kidneys get better. Yeah. 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 If you were, you said you, you know, working with the local plants is, is much more potent energy. Yeah. If you were, say, on a trip in the Amazon, and would you still use the plants that are local to you from where well, you live, or would you go to the, the Amazonian plants and ask them? Well, the local plants means local to where the person is. Uh-huh, right. So, um, because, again, if you consider that healing has to do with balance, yeah. and uh, you could say with balance with what? Well, nature would be one way of saying it, right? So, in one way, you could say the job of healing is to restore balance with nature. Mm. Mm. Nature is what provides everything that's needed for, mm. for health and a good life, right? Mm. So, then you can say, well, where is nature? Mm. The answer is here. Mm. Mm. You know, any place else isn't nature as long as you're here. Yeah. So... If you are here in Wales, mm -hmm. 
of the job is to be in balance with this. Mm. And if you're in the Amazon, the job is to be in balance with that. Mm. So, um, so that's always that's why the local plants are so much more effective because they have mm, well they have what it takes to be in balance with this place. Mm. Yeah. And they demonstrate they kind of it through... They sing the song, don't they? <laughs> huh? yeah. They kind of sing the song. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They are the song, yeah. you might say. Mm. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the relationship between the, the healer and the plant spirits. Yes. Um, in kind of classical shamanism, although you would you would sort of have human teachers that would kind of facilitate you to kind of maybe show you some of the external forms that you might do in ceremony and, and whatever whatever but your main teachers in effect would be the spirits and i'm kind of wondering and you enter into a into a contract it's almost like you become apprentice to the spirits and i'm wondering in 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 the sort of the way that you're working is that something that happens with with you know, yourself working with the, with the spirits of the plants, it's like they're not just presumably just for healing other people or balancing other people. They're also instructing you and dealing with your own things and, and teaching you. So it becomes a kind of like a dialogue, an ongoing dialogue where they take you deeper and deeper into the practice. Yes. Short answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, in this in this kind of practice... Mm, a lot of that dialogue and a lot of that deepening and learning happens through the practice. Yes. Yes. Um, what I consider to be truly healing, you know, the, um, the healed person um, not only is alleviated from some or much or even all of their uh, symptoms, but they... Uh, there's a great deal of learning. Mm. Mm. Kind of following on from what I was saying about the spirits teaching and, and yes. you entering into a contract with them in effect, is that the personality of the spirits must be so incredibly different. Um, I've worked with uh, people doing work, working with the spirits of their medication that they were on, actual kind of chemical drugs that they were mm -hmm. taking, um, sort of working with those spirits to actually sort of, uh, you know, alleviate side effects and all that kind of stuff. And my, my perception of having worked with those spirits, of, of some of them are quite strong medication. And all of the spirits of the, of the medication have had a kind of similar quality, but they've also been extraordinarily different. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that the plants must be. Yeah. And some of the plant spirits that you work with must be quite kind of ordinary critters, for want of a better <laughs> way of putting it. Difficult, difficult energy, or well, you know, not not challenging. Is the challenging, right, yeah. Right, you age word. <laughs> so, I mean, can you can you talk a little bit about that? And maybe if you want to, you could you could bring in some of the stuff about teacher plants because that might be useful to okay to kind of if if, if that fits. But don't sure. don't well, make a link if it doesn't. You know. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll have a go and see where where we get taken. Well, let me talk about the first part first. Yes, of course. Um, the personalities or characters of the plants are, are very, very different. And um, 
it's a good thing mm. because the needs of people are very different. Mm. In some traditions, you know, the healer will use one plant to deal with everything. Yeah. In some ways, we do something similar that to that in this medicine in that um, one of the things we do is we develop a relationship to what we call a messenger plant. Okay. And that's a plant that has agreed to summon the medicine of other plants. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. So if you're using substances, which we're, we've gotten away from, but it, there was a time when we gave tinctures and things like that, mm -hmm. really only one is required, mm -hmm. along with the instructions, please summon the spirit of such and such a plant. Right. And this is something that is not universal, but it's not unknown either. Mm. So that's possible. Mm. Yeah, makes but anyway, sense. Yeah, I mean, you can begin to uh, get a sense of uh, the difference in character among plants just by observing them. I mean, here you have these little tender blades of grass, mm -hmm. which are, um, you know, plant spirits in mm -hmm. themselves, and then you have mm -hmm. this magnificent, huge, strong ash tree over here. Mm. Very, very different. Mm. You know, they feel different, they act in the world differently, mm. they express themselves differently. I mean, just look around you. Yes. They all have they all have a very distinct mm. um, personality, characteristics, effect. Mm. So, yeah, that's part of the job of the uh, healer mm. is to, mm. you know, um, to develop these relationships mm. with these different characters. How many, but, how many plants will a typical healer kind of work with? I mean, mm. you know, if, I guess most of our readers will be familiar with the concept of power animals. And, and, you know, if they're doing shamanic journey work, they maybe will have two or three or four or five or six helper spirits. And yes. then maybe other spirits will come in from time to time if they need them or, uh -huh. you know, there's a specific case. But it's like there's a core group. Is, is that much the same for you? Yes, although in working in this way with the plant spirits, uh, you need a rather larger group of allies okay. than three or four or five or six. Right. I mean, there are some people who, who do that. Right. That, but more typically, uh, a person over years will develop a, a broader, what we call materia medica. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of individual differences there. Mm. But in working in, in this way uh, with plant spirits, well, one of the beauties of it is that plant spirits in general are quite simple and straightforward as compared to some other, uh, like for example, animal spirits, right. much okay. more complex. Right. Um, they are very generous. Mm. They have a lot to offer. Mm. And they don't ask for very much in return. Mm. There are many other kinds of spirits. That's not true. Yeah. Not so, or not so true. Sure. So uh, it's one of the things that makes uh, plant spirit medicine very accessible. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the plant spirits deliver a lot of what we call in the States, bang for your buck. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there we go. I hope you enjoyed that. Like I say, something slightly different. Uh, I'm not terribly uh, kind of connected to plants. I've got a few house plants and things like that, but plant spirits and not something that I work with in a shamanic way. So interesting conversation and very enjoyable afternoon we all spent together. Blessings on you, Elliot. 
So my normal kind of call outs at the end to get a two year subscription to Sacred Hoop magazine at a very low cost. Sacredhoop.org forward slash offer dot html my book on amazon and the uh, the sacred hoop annuals on amazon my book is called walking with the tiger um if you would like to support the podcast i have a patreon page you can find me under my name nicholas breezewood on patreon if you'd like to support me in that way that that would be very wonderful and all helps to help support the magazine and the podcast and all of the other shamanic bits and pieces that I do. My gallery website, three, number three, threeworlds.co.uk. My email, nick at sacredhoop.org. And uh, thank you very much for listening and thank you for supporting the podcast and Come back next time for another episode. See you then. Bye-bye.